Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast where we talk about our favourite movies, TV shows and video games. As usual, I'm your host Shravan. We don't have our co-host Tyrone here with us. He's um, over in Hobart getting getting ready for this for this podcast, but he's still not here, so I guess I guess we could I could talk to you guys about about a movie. It'll just be a guy talking to himself in a room. It's a bit awkward, but but I I can talk about talk to you about a movie that I watched recently, Wreck It Ralph Two or Ralph Breaks the Internet. Tyron hasn't seen this movie anyway. I watched it at a pre screening, so it was a bit it was a bit weird um, because it was a a children's pre screening. So me and my wife were there. I think we we were just surrounded by all these um, mothers and fathers with their kids because they had this activity session pre the screening, and they they were kind of drawing pictures of Ralph and uh, coloring in pictures of Vanellope and then they they had like face painting and stuff and they walked in and they they watched the movie and uh, this is going to be a little bit of an incomplete review because there's a thing my wife does so when we walk into a cinema when we're in the car we decide that we're not going to get popcorn not not this time we'll, we'll just watch the movie this time we walk into the cinema and she's like, nah, nah, I don't want popcorn. We walk up the stairs to get into the actual theatre. It's like, nah, nah, no popcorn. And then we show our tickets and we walk into the cinema. We sit down and we watch some trailers and there's no no sign of wanting popcorn at that stage. The movie's about to start and that's when my wife wants wants to get some popcorn. Uh, that didn't happen this time, actually. We were We were just a little bit late to the movie and... We did get popcorn and we were in the line, so we missed a little bit of the start. But the usual story when we go to a cinema is that is that popcorn story where we we're in denial that we actually want popcorn most of the time. So uh, I did miss the first five minutes of this movie, and I actually did miss the post credit scene for this movie. So apparently there was a post credit scene for this movie. I saw the mid credit scene, but not the post credit scene. But I know what it is, so I'll, I'll talk about it in spoilers. So we'll do the usual thing. We'll do spoilers followed by non-spoilers. And then uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the production and development of this movie. And then I'll give you my thoughts on what I thought of the movie. So before I jump into what I thought of Ralph Breaks the Internet, I will quickly mention what I thought of Wreck-It Ralph because I only recently watched that movie as well. Uh, in anticipation for this movie, and I actually really, really enjoyed that movie. It was very creative uh, in the way they were able to use animation along with video game characters that we we know and love, such as Bowser, who made a special appearance in this movie. And for someone like me, I'm not a a huge gamer, but I did grow up playing Nintendo, so I and I do occasionally love to play games, video games, even now with my friends. So it, I. 
I really enjoyed Wreck It Ralph. It was it was a great movie. The underlying emotions were were great with Vanellope and Ralph. It was just a just a really good wholesome entertainer with a heartfelt ending as well. So I I had a really good time and I was really looking forward to this movie, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Not only because the previous movie was so good, but also because the the trailers for this movie were so well promoted. And the marketing for this movie was just so good. I think they showed just the right amount of the movie to get you interested, but not show you too much that gives away the movie. So they did well in that in that respect. In terms of the production and development of this movie, so I'll quickly outline who, who was involved in the making. So it's directed by Rich Moore and Phil Johnson. So Rich Moore, he directed the first Wreck-It Ralph and also he co-directed Zootopia, which was another great Disney animated movie. Phil Johnson, he wrote the screenplay for Zootopia, but this is actually his directorial debut. It's produced by Clark Spencer, who's produced several Disney animated movies um, in the past, like the more recent ones like Tangled, I think uh, Princess and the Frog, Bolt, I think he's been involved in a lot of them. In terms of the production development, in October 2012, post the release of Wreck-It Ralph, Richmore said that he would be back to direct a sequel and that a sequel would bring the characters back together and bring bring the story up to date and explore online gaming and console gaming. And there were also plans to have Mario and Tron in the sequel. It was only in June 2016 that the focus of the story was revealed to be about Ralph leaving the arcade and wrecking the internet. So before that, I think it was going to be more of the same from the first movie in terms of a gaming backdrop. But this moved more from a gaming backdrop to an internet backdrop, which is one of the big positives of this movie, which I'll talk about in a second. Animation, as usual, Disney, they're the best at it. So it looks wonderful. And the attention to detail in this movie is quite extraordinary, to to say the least. So in terms of animation, this is the highest number of characters in any Disney animation film. And it had 134 individual characters and 6,752 variants of the characters. So that is the most for any animated movie that Disney's ever made. And Disney's made a lot of animated movies. So that gives you an idea of how big of a production this this movie was. So in terms of budget, so it's a $175 million movie. And box office-wise, worldwide to date, it's done $350 million. So it's it's doing reasonably well. I'll jump into the positives and negatives of this movie. As you can probably already tell, I really did enjoy this movie. And I think the biggest the biggest positive of this movie is the references and characters. And you get a taste of that in the in the trailers. The attention to detail, like I like I said before, is so intricate that you see how much effort they've put into this movie. And also the references that they've put in, they're not shoehorned in. They feel organic to the story. You've seen in in the trailer, so it's not giving away too much, but there's a scene that involves the Disney princesses and that could have easily felt like a sequence that's been put in the movie just to please the fans of Disney movies, but it actually fits into the story really well. That's not the only sort of references that they do. There's a lot of other... Uh, references to social media, to what we see on the internet, and they've done a really creative thing. They've kind of embodied the internet. Um, they've they've shown what the internet might look like as if it were a real thing. So it's like a city in a sense. And Ralph and Vanellope go to the internet like it's like a holiday for them. They they visit the city, and each sort of street is a big company or like there's a street or a a building for Amazon there's a a street or a a building for uh, YouTube all these massive websites on the internet are are like skyscrapers in this city so the way they they just came up with that it was just so creative and then you'd have people that are browsing the internet and a little digital version of themselves like a block a little block version of their face and their body would would be roaming around the internet so that they're, they're literally surfing and visiting these these places on the on the internet it was just so imaginative so creative the way they they came up with that and in in this day and age everyone uses the internet everyone uses these apps 
uh, everyone's on their smartphones. So the way we interact with the internet, it's it's a part of our life. We we can't really imagine life without it. So when you show it to us in this animated movie as as a place, we can actually relate to it so well. And that's the biggest positive of this movie, just the concept of the internet. The second biggest positive and basically the main plotline of the story is the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope. So much the same as the first one. It's an extension of their friendship. Those two characters just play so well off each other. So they did a really good job with that. Also, I should mention John C. Riley and Sarah Silverman. They're great again in, in their roles as Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope respectively. The same enthusiasm from Vanellope and the, the same macho feeling from Wreck-It Ralph. So they, they both did a great job. In terms of negatives, I once again I missed the start of this movie, so I don't I don't think I missed too much. I think it was probably two or three minutes, so I didn't miss a lot. But the the ending, the climax was probably a little bit weak in my my opinion. It could have been done a little bit better, but overall, it's 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 a it's meant to be for kids, so you you can't you can't expect too much. They they needed a big action sequence at the end to to feel like it's a, it's a the climax of the movie. So they've done they've done what they could in terms of the climax. There isn't a let's say a villain of a movie of the movie. It's just a kind of a thing that comes up towards the end of the movie that kind of plays a villainous role. But there isn't a villain as such, and that's why maybe the climax felt a little bit weaker. As opposed to the first movie where there was the uh, the king who was taking over the Sugar Rush game, that's kind of a weakness of the movie. But overall, I had a I had a great time with this movie. It's one of the best holiday films of this year. One of the best films of this year. I highly recommend it. I think it's probably one of the probably the best animated film. Well, it's going to be close between this and Spider Verse, depending on what your tastes are. If you have kids, definitely do watch that cinema during this holiday season. And even if you don't have kids, I think you'll have a great time if you do go out and watch this movie at the cinema. There's a lot of other movies out. There's Bumblebee, which we'll talk about later in this episode. And there's Aquaman, there's Spider-Verse, there's Mary Poppins. There's so many movies out at the moment for you to select. But Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet is not a bad choice at all. So I highly recommend it. I'll quickly jump into some spoilers. There aren't many spoilers to talk about, but if you haven't seen the movie and you do care about spoilers, please do come back to this point in the episode for Ralph Breaks the Internet spoilers. So spoilers. I can outline some of the characters that I saw. So Iron Man's in this movie, there's the Stormtroopers in this movie, there's all these Disney princesses in this movie, so there's so many references. A lot of them are Disney-related, kind of poke fun at themselves. Stan Lee also has a cameo. He's talking to Iron Man, as far as I can remember. So that's that's pretty cool. And apparently they originally featured a joke about Kylo Ren in this movie. They were going to call him a spoiled child, but uh, that line was ultimately taken out of the movie by the request of Lucasfilm. They also removed several other Star Wars references, such as C-3PO mockingly being called R2-D2 and BB-8 by the Disney princesses, so that was removed from the movie. It does not have Mario, despite promises being made prior to the production of this movie that Mario would be in the sequel to wreck Ralph. So maybe in the next movie? I've got an idea of what the next movie might be about. The story of this movie, it's basically about... Um, Ralph, you, you saw it in the trailer, Ralph and Vanellope visit the internet because they need to go to eBay to purchase a steering wheel to Sugar Rush because the Sugar Rush steering wheel is broken. It's kind of Ralph's fault, but kind of not Ralph's fault. So he feels a bit of responsibility. So he takes Vanellope to the internet to buy this steering wheel and they buy it at some ridiculous price and they need to make money real money so they do it via what we see now as viral videos and so ralph makes a series of viral videos and they go viral and they they make a lot of money and they use that money to buy that steering wheel but a lot of stuff obviously happens in between Vanellope goes to Disney website and she meets all these Disney characters. There's this street 
race game, which features a character played by Gal Gadot. Vanellope sees herself being in that game. She really enjoys that game because it's something new every every day. It's kind of this really violent racing game online where you can you spend hours and hours trying to accumulate money and it's it's i think it's a bit of a grand theft auto concept happening there and vanelpi really enjoys that game and ultimately at the end of the movie she goes and lives in that game she wants to spend the rest of her days playing that street race game with gal gadot's character the viral videos in this movie are from this platform called buzztube which is a combination of youtube and buzzfeed it's kind of a play on words YouTube does actually feature in this movie. They show a building that says YouTube, but they obviously maybe they didn't get the rights for YouTube or something, so they uh, they stuck to this uh, fictional BuzzTube. Just a bit of trivia for you. So all the princesses in this movie were voiced by the original voice actors, except for the older ones. So Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora or Sleeping Beauty were all voiced by new actors but all the other princesses that you see in this movie so Rapunzel, Elsa and Anna, Pocahontas, Belle, Mulan so all, all of them are voiced by their original voice actors so they got them all back it's what Disney does really well I guess they've got so much money so they can just pay everyone out I think I had some mini spoilers which I skipped over before. So there is a mid credit scene, which was originally meant to be in the film, and it's it was featured in a trailer as well, where Ralph and Vanellope go to this, I think it's a, it's a kid's tablet game, the iPad game, where you have to feed either the rabbit or I think it's the cat. I can't remember exactly. It was like a rabbit or a kitten. So the rabbit gets pancakes and the kitten gets ice cream or something i'm I'm probably getting the the food wrong there's a massive plate of pancakes and they keep feeding the rabbit and the rabbit keeps getting bigger and bigger and ultimately it's implied that the rabbit blows up and the kid gets petrified seeing this seeing um she's basically looking at this tablet watching this rabbit get bigger and bigger and ultimately die that was featured in a trailer but that was originally meant to be in the movie but it didn't ultimately fit in the sequence of what they were going for, so they put it as a mid-credit scene at the end of the movie. And they even kind of poke fun at the fact that it wasn't in the original movie. Basically, the mum's driving the kid back from the cinema, and the mum asks the kid, did you like the movie? And the kid says, oh, I did, but they didn't have a scene from the trailer in it, so they're kind of putting fun of themselves in a way. There was an end credit scene, which I I did not stay for because I didn't think there would be an end credit scene, but there there was. Obviously, everyone's doing it now, mid and end credit scene. So the end credit scene was a Frozen 2 teaser followed by Ralph singing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Uh, I missed that, but Frozen 2, it's I completely forgot about that movie. It's coming out in 2019 this year. Actually, John C. Riley had an idea for the sequel, potential sequel for this movie, and I, I also have a couple of uh, potential ideas. So John C. Riley was thinking that um, it would be good to take Ralph and Vanellope to space, so beam them directly into space. He was saying that in one of his interviews. In terms of what, what I think would be a good idea would be to finally get Mario in these movies, so maybe a, a, a buddy cop movie with Mario and Wreck-It Ralph. Maybe Ralph's arcade booth, uh, the Wreck-It Ralph booth, or the Fix-It Felix booth uh, somehow ends up in Japan in a, in a Japanese arcade. And then Ralph meets Mario in person and they have to save themselves and get back to to where their original arcade was. Something along those lines. It's a bit of a kind of like a Toy Story mixed with, a, mixed with Wreck-It Ralph in a way. So that, that, that would be, that'd be interesting. That's, that's my idea. Disney, you're welcome to pay me for that idea. But if you do use it without asking me, you know that this came out first. So all you listeners, you, you'll be there to back me up. That's all I had to say about Ralph Breaks the Internet. I've spent 20-odd minutes talking to myself in this dark room. Don't ask me why it's dark, but it it is. I guess we're just going to be waiting for Tyrone now. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he is. Um... We'll be talking about Bumblebee when he comes here, so, um, yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We've got Taran here. Hey, everyone. Yeah, so, well, we're going to talk about Bumblebee. 
Yeah. Did you just talk about Wreck-It Ralph? I sure did. Did you like it? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler warning. When we recorded this, he still hadn't talked about Wreck-It Ralph, so. <laughs> yeah. But you'll see, you, you would have listened to my review already, so you, you'll know how great it is. So Bumblebee, we I actually watched it quite a while ago now. Um, I think it was because I watched a preview screening of it, so it was like a week before it actually came out. But you watched it more recently than me. Uh, last week? Last Sunday, I think it was, yeah. Okay, so you watched it about a week. I think I watched it like three weeks ago or something. It was like ages ago. But yeah, it was it was formally released on the 21st of December, and it actually released alongside Aquaman, Second Act, and Mary Poppins Returns. What's Second Act? Second Act is that movie with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. Did you go and watch that? Yeah, unfortunately I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can give you a quick review of it. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't watch it in the cinema. It's The question is, when was the first act? <laughs> Well, <laughs> that was such a bad joke. <laughs> so basically, it's about Jennifer Lopez, and um, she works in retail or something. She's like a manager at some some. It's like a Costco kind of store, and uh, she's not like getting anywhere because she keeps staying at the assistant management manager level because she doesn't have a university degree. And um, then she like has this presentation, and they like it and everything, but they still don't promote her because she. It's yeah. tough. And then... Sexism. Her friend's son or something, he, like, makes a resume for her and he, like, puts in all this stuff. Like, she went to Harvard and, like, she's got an MBA and stuff. And um, he applies for some other, like, some fashion job. It's like a... Not a fashion job. It's like a... Uh, it's like Procter & Gamble. It's pretty much like Procter & Gamble. You know, um, yeah. they make, like, head and shoulders and they, they do, like, different products. It's pretty much yeah. like that. And they he applies for that job and she ends up getting it based on her resume and uh it's about that and, and then hijinks hijinks happens she has to pretend that she's went to harvard and yeah and that she knows like mandarin and stuff oh, okay yeah. it sounds hilarious <laughs> can we review that <laughs> well it's i think i made it sound a lot better than it actually is it, it does sound very good actually that's <laughs> sounds really good yeah i want to watch it and then there's this subplot how so she was like a single mother or something, and she, like, Ooh, gave away her daughter tough. when she was 19 years old. And she's never seen her daughter ever again because she, she didn't have a job, so she couldn't afford to have her daughter. Oh, okay. And her daughter's the CEO of the company, isn't she? No, well, pretty close. You, you almost oh, got really? it. She's <laughs> the daughter of the CEO of the company. She's like the adopted <laughs> daughter of the CEO of the company. I just, I made that up, but I did not know... That it could have been, it's slightly true. And the whole thing is, the whole story is about, she said she's going to make this like organic, fully organic shampoo or something. And her yeah. daughter says that it's not possible and she'll make like the cheapest version that's like semi-organic. And they're against yeah, okay. each other. But then they find out that she's her daughter. They find out that you have to do testing on animals for to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a movie about animal testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what what actually happens? That then they find out that she's the daughter. Because they accidentally do a DNA test. Yeah. Well pretty much spoiling this movie, but then at the end what happens is um at, How did they figure that out? Just just how do they know that she's her daughter? Oh, like she, do they accidentally do Jennifer a DNA Lopez test? Jennifer Lopez goes to Vanessa Vanessa Hudgens' apartment or something. Oh well, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Yeah, she's the daughter. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 and then, and then she has this like box of stuff that her actual mother gave her, and it's like some blanket or something. And it's like that's the blanket I gave to my daughter, and then they find out. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. It sounds good. It sounds really good. <laughs> At the end, they so her Jennifer Lopez ends up winning the thing. Like she ends up getting the best product, and she has to present to like all the shareholders or something. And then she just comes out and says that like everything's a lie. Because oh, she okay. gets all guilty about it. Yeah. And and then her daughter hates her and she moves to London. Is that the end? Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. It's not, she... it's, not, it's not a happy story then. I thought this was like one of those Christmas movies that's meant to be happy. Yeah. Well, they still stay in touch. Okay. But they... Um, but she hates her. She... Or she... She doesn't... She liked her more before probably than she did Yeah, now. okay. 
Yeah. That's fair enough. She fucked up. This is why you never tell the truth. <laughs> that's what the that's what the movie tells you. <laughs> never tell the truth. Why just tell the truth in the first place? No. The moral of the story, <laughs> never tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, well that was our review. There's a bonus review for you. That was our review of second act. Second act. act. Second yeah. act. The movie of the year. It's uh it might it might feature in our Actually, it wasn't that bad. I don't think it's in our top five worst movies. It's actually... I, I don't even know if I have a top five worst. I have a top five, man, these movies are okay, but they're not that great. Anyway, we'll do that uh, in a later episode, probably in a couple of episodes, because we've still got Aquaman to talk about. But what we're actually here for is Bumblebee. Bumblebee, so, yeah, let's probably get back on task. So Bumblebee, it re- so it released, the reason we got onto the second act thing is it released the same day as second act. Um, <laughs> Must have really taken a hit because of second act. Well, sure it did. Well, it had a $21 million opening weekend, which is not that great considering other Probably because of Aquaman. Aquaman didn't do that well either. But um, what else came out? Something else came Mary out. Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins probably took out it. Yeah. Well, I think they all kind of... They're all different audiences. I guess this and Aquaman have the most similar. But yeah, it had $21 million opening weekend. And in terms of budget, it's a... $152 million. Not far off. It's a, it's between 100 and $137 million. Oh, I'm pretty close. Yeah. It looks about that much. Yeah, it looks about that much. Box office, $20 million? $30 million. No, well, it had $21 million opening weekend, and that was two weeks ago, so... Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Oops! It made it made all its money on its opening weekend, and then it made no money. <laughs> but it's not doing great. It's it's got a overall box office of so far of one hundred fifty six point eight million. Has it opened in China yet, though? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's open opened in China yet. But we're recording on New Year's Eve, so it's been out for about a couple of weeks and that's how much it's done. I don't think once it opens in China, that's when it'll make its bucks. Yeah, probably. We'll we'll quickly talk about a bit of the background and then we'll talk about what we thought of the movie. It's directed by Travis Knight. So he directed Kubo and the Two Strings. That was his first movie as a director, but before that he was involved in Coraline, Paranorman, The Box Trolls, and he's got a movie called The Missing Link, for which he's a producer coming up next year. The Missing Link, that's a stop-motion movie. Yes, yeah, it, it's a it's an animation, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Wallace and Gromit guys. Oh, okay, that's interesting, yeah. Have you seen Box Trolls or Paranorman? I've seen Paranorman, I haven't seen Box Trolls, and I haven't seen Kubo. I hear Kubo's really good. Yeah, I, well, I have seen Kubo, and it's pretty good. Paranorman's weird, but it's okay. But yeah, he was he was only an animator and a producer for those movies, so this is his second movie as a director. So this movie is produced by Lorenzo... Von Matterhorn? No. I'm going to butcher this. D. Bonaventura? Oh, yeah. Lorenzo nice D. Bonaventura. Yeah. Uh, Tom DeSanto, Don Murphy, Mark Val... Val Kilmer? No. Uh, I think it's Valley Radian. Yeah, so it's and, Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, it's that's his uh, producer name. That's, yeah. what he, that's what he puts down when he's a producer. And the one and only Michael Bay was also a producer. Bay, basis. It's written by Christina Hodson, and she's involved in the upcoming Birds of Prey movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, directing it. No, I think she's also the writer for that. Oh, okay. Do you do you know what the full title of that movie is? Yeah, Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And The Fantabulous Emancipation, Emancipation of, of One, one Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. 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 Interesting title. And obviously it's this character and this movie is based off the Transformers series by Hasbro. And they've been around since 1984. Quickly want to talk about what... I guess, our experience with Transformers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Growing up, I watched this show called Beast Wars. Beast Wars. That's cool. They turn into gorillas in that one. Not all of well, them. But one of them turns into a I think gorilla. Optimus Prime's a gorilla. Yeah. He was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Optimus Prime's a gorilla. And then Bumblebee is like... A cheetah or something? No, yeah, he's a cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like but like prey animals, I guess. No, well the Autobots are all like animals and the Decepticons are all dinosaurs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But they could switch from animal to like their transformer. Yeah. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. 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 No, it was a good show. That was a weird show. I really liked it. I used to like run home from school. Because it used to start at, I think it started at 4 o'clock, and school used to finish at 3.30, so I used to run home to try to catch Beast Wars. It's a good show. Yeah. So I, re- that, I remember watching it a little bit. Yeah. So that was my experience with Transformers growing up, and then obviously the movies, which I was never a fan of. I guess the first one, I kind of thought it was all right. I then, liked the first one when I saw it ages ago, but now I'm just, yeah, scarred. I don't think I like the first one anymore either. The first one, it's not horrible. All the other ones are horrible. First one isn't horrible, but it's still bad. I think if it wasn't for all the other movies, I think I would still like the first one. But now the first one is like just as bad as the other movies because it is part of that universe. It's got all the Michael Bayisms in it. Yeah, Michael Bay. Yeah. But... In terms of the production development of this movie, so on February 12th, 2016, when did the last Transformers come out? Last night? 2017? I think it was last, last year. year. Yeah. So before that movie came out, uh, it was announced that a sixth film in the Transformers series would be released on the 8th of June, 2018. So 8th of June this year. And that it would focus on Bumblebee. And on March 2nd, 2017, so this is still before that movie came out last night, um, Travis Knight was hired to direct the film. Since then, they've kind of, I think they decided to move away from Michael Bay. And I think he didn't want to do it either. He was not meant to direct the fifth one, but he still did. I think they realized that it's not a good thing. That he's... Yeah, even though they still make a shitload of money. So what was the story of this movie? You're asking me. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, I thought I thought it was like a rhetorical question. Um, you thought I was going to answer my own question. Yeah, I thought you were going to answer it yourself. Oh, okay. You're going to be like, "What? What? What is the story?" It was this. <laughs> it's Bumblebee on Earth, and it's kind of a prequel to the other Transformers movies, but kind of not a prequel. And yeah, Bumblebee and Haley Steinfeld hanging out doing stuff, and then there's. Decepticons trying to kill Bumblebee and there's a little bit of Cybertron at the start and that's about it. Pretty much, yeah. That's the story, yeah. Yeah, that's the official synopsis. It is, yeah. Yeah. 
on the on the movie's website that's that's what it is yeah but yeah it's pretty much uh it's it's called Bumblebee for a reason, so it's it's all about it's Bumblebee Bumblebee hanging out with Haley Steinfeld, and they have fun. It's it's set in the eighties, as well. So it's another thing that's set in the eighties. What's how many other things are there, have we had recently that are set in the eighties? Like Stranger Things. A few. It, yeah. I can name like, well, I can name two. You can name two, so you can't <laughs> name that many. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. You've yeah. named two. Stop, 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 stop naming them. Yeah. It's too many. <laughs> You've named too many. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was other 80s nostalgia movies. I'm trying to remember. But... 80s. But yeah, this I is know. another there's, one of those. I'm sure there's other 80s stuff at the moment. It's a, it's another one of those movies that tries to use that 80s nostalgia because it's got like 80s soundtrack as well. I think it still is in the same universe as the other Transformers movies. We haven't seen this movie, but... In one of the, I think it's the last night, it shows the Autobots fighting in World War Two or something. Oh, okay. We haven't seen this. It's in one of the ones that we haven't seen. I think it's the last night. I haven't seen any of the ones with Mark Wahlberg. So it's yeah. probably in one of those. Well, it's in one of those. It's not the first one, but it's probably the second one. Actually, it has them, it has the Autobots getting a sword from Merlin or something, and then they're on Earth for the whole time after that. I don't know. It's I haven't seen the movie, so I don't actually know. So they're but probably Merlin's in it. They've probably just scrapped that last movie then. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I don't know, because obviously it doesn't line up with that, but it also lines up with other stuff in the Transformers movie, so it's it's hard to say. But we'll talk about that in spoilers. So I'll quickly go through the casting. So you've already mentioned Haley Steinfeld. She's the main character. I guess, in this movie, apart from Bumblebee. John Cena's in it. He's like a general or something in the army. He's in the army. Yeah. So he does army stuff. Can't be a Transformers movie without the army in it. Yeah, you've always got to have a military subplot. Uh, This is no different to any of the other Transformers movies in that respect. Uh, There's this guy called George Lenderberg Jr. Is that the guy with the afro? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, his name's Memo or Mimo. Yeah, he was good. I liked him. It's funny. Did you recognize him for anything else? He looked really familiar, but I can't remember what he's from. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't remember him from that. Remember? <laughs> Who's in that? He's like a really small character. Remember they have this like weird um, campus TV show thing? Oh, he's, he's the co-host? Yeah, he's the co-host, yeah. Oh, there's actually some really funny parts on that, <laughs> on that, on that TV show. What's his name? <laughs> George, so J O R G E. Who spells George with J? <laughs> that is not. He just yet. wanted to be different to George Clooney. Like he wanted to. George Lorenzo? No, George Lenderberg. George Lenderberg Jr. Oh, he's in Love Simon. I've seen that. He's, yeah, I remember him from that. That's what he looked familiar from. Have you seen Love Simon? No, but I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. I came out this year. I forgot that came out this year. Yeah, he's um he's in that and pretty good in that as well. He's also in Briggs v Bear. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's a uh, what's that guy's name with the long hair? There's a lot of people with long hair. The comedian dude with the long hair. Comedian dude with the long hair. Nah, nah, I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm thinking of someone else. I don't know what this is. But Andy Sandberg's a producer on it. Anyway, Briggs v Bear. He's in that as well. <laughs> okay. Now, who's who's the guy with the long hair? I mean, I want to know who that is. Do you know the guy from um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? He's like this political guy as well. When we played Celebrity Heads, we gave it to one of our friends. Oh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand, yeah, him. Is he officially a comedian or is he just an actor that does comedy? I'm pretty sure he's a comedian. Okay. I don't know. Because not very funny. He does comedy. <laughs> he does comedy. <laughs> Fair enough, okay. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen much of his comedy. I've seen some of his movies and I didn't find him very funny, so... He's pretty good at forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. What about that movie, Arthur? I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a remake of that TV show, Arthur? No, I think it's a remake of Arthur Christmas. Oh, okay. It's actually a sequel to Arthur Christmas. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have seen Arthur Christmas, yeah. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's a sequel to that. It's what he does on the other 364 days. 
Anything else about Russell Brand, or should we start? No, talking? Let's go back to let's go back to George with the J. Okay, yeah, George with the J. Yeah, he's pretty good. There's heaps of other people in the cast, but they're not really that important. I guess we'll talk about the Transformers because they're actually in this movie more than the other Transformers movies. Uh, that's what I thought anyway. Well, one of them's in it. Yeah, one of them's in it. Yeah, Bumblebee's in it. Spoiler. Bumblebee's in it. The, the other Transformers are not in it any more than they are in other movies. No, they're not. But Bumblebee is in it. Bumblebee is in it. Is, yeah. it, would be a, it his name is the title, so yeah. it would be pretty bad if he wasn't in it. So Bumblebee, as we've seen in the other movies, he doesn't... Actually, in some of the other movies, he does talk, doesn't he? No, he doesn't talk. Apparently he does in one of them. It might be that last... It might be the last night. Oh, fuck the last night. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he doesn't talk usually. He uses like a radio to to express his what he wants to say. But there is a segment of this movie where he does talk because it is pretty much an, kind of like an origin story for Bumblebee. And his voice is by Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. You know Dylan O'Brien, don't you? He's that Maze Runner guy, isn't he? Yeah. Is he known for anything else? He's in this show that I used to call watch called um, Teen Wolf. He's in The Internship. Yeah, he's in The Internship. Great movie. Great movie. Optimus Prime is briefly in this movie, and his voice is by Peter Cullen. Is he the same guy that did it in the other movies? Yep. Um, and there's a couple of... There, there are Decepticons in this movie, but there's a couple that it mainly focuses on. And one of the voices is by Angela Bassett, and the other one's by Justin Thoreau. Yeah, okay. I know who both those people are. And the Transformers, they voice a Shatter and Dropkick. Dropkick? Okay, <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, that's in terms of casting. That's those are the main cast. There's some like military guys that are in it, and there's like Haley parents. parents and brother and stuff that are in Her it. Brother, yeah. yeah. They're not. Before you start getting fearful, if you've seen the other Transformers movies, it's not like the parents like Shia's parents. Nah, they're they're nah, like they're not taking parents. weed or whatever, doing weed at college yeah. for some reason. They were actually like, they were good. Um, I thought yeah. I, I thought everyone was actually quite good in this casting wise, yeah. especially Haley Steinfeld. Haley Steinfeld and yeah. Bumblebee, even though he's CGI. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't really stuff that up because, yeah, it's just done on a computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk about the positives and negatives. So positives, I've already said casting. Casting was really good. And the opening sequence, which you already mentioned with Cybertron, is probably the best sequence in all Transformers movies ever made, live-action-wise anyway. The characters were good, so it doesn't try to do too much like the other Transformers movies. It doesn't have, like, multiple subplots and, like, thousand different characters and stuff it's just mainly focused on bumblebee and Haley steinfeld i just remembered something do you know in one of the transformers movies the earth is a transformer which one the earth the earth is a transformer the planet earth the planet earth is a transformer which which movie is that it must be the last night okay you seem to know a lot about this movie that you haven't watched i haven't seen it but i know a lot about it I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so it doesn't have stupid subplots like that where the Earth is Unicron. I'm pretty sure the Earth is Unicron. Oh, okay. I'm 90% sure. There's the other one, how, like, is it Dark Side of the Moon or something? There's, like, Transformers on the Moon? Dark of the Moon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's Transformers on the other side of the Moon. Buzz Aldrin's in that movie. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah, just unnecessary casting like that is is not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not in this movie. Yeah, so basically focuses on Haley Steinfeld, Bumblebee, and I guess John Cena is in it, and his his character is pretty important, I guess, and he doesn't annoy you. He's not like who was the military guy in the other movies? Was it what's that guy's name? Mark Wahlberg. He wasn't a military guy. He was just a oh the military guy. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know his name, but I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Is that short dude? Oh, is that is that in the Mark Wahlberg movies? Because in the oh no, are you talking about um Jason Dumail something oh, yeah, Dumail? Yeah, Josh, Josh Dumail. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about him? Yeah. And Tyrese. Yeah, no, and Tyrese. Shit. Both of them were Tyrese. Yeah. Yeah, both of them were the military guys in in the original, and they didn't need to be in those movies. So 
Yeah, yeah, no. There was a lot of characters in the other movies that did not need to be there. I forgot he was in that movie until you just mentioned it. I'm like, oh yeah, he was in that. Characters-wise, it's really good. Um, the Transformers are really good. Graphics-wise, yeah, they're all... Well, these are the best-looking Transformers, finally. Well, Bumblebee's really good. The best part is they kept it simple. Yeah, they kept it simple. They didn't try to do too much. And I think that that's what makes it good. And I think... No fireworks explosions as well. Yeah, and this movie is much more targeted towards... I wouldn't say kids, but more like teens. Yeah, I guess so. Than the other movies. I felt like the other movies... um, Also teens, but a different kind of teen. Yeah, this is more like early teen. I would say like year seven, year 18. I think that's like the target. Because it's only rated PG as well. I don't know. I think the target is like 80s nostalgia. Yeah. As <laughs> Whoever's well as into 80s, 80s nostalgia. As well as 80s nostalgia. Yeah. That plays a big part. The only negatives I have, or the negative I have, is that it's a lot like E.T. Yeah, it is. I, I haven't seen E.T. that many times. I've seen it. Have you seen the Hindi ripoff of E.T.? I, I have seen that. Koi Milga. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that many times. If, if someone wants to watch a really bad E.T. ripoff, watch that movie. Somehow, in the, this is actually hilarious. In the E.T. ripoff, the Bollywood E.T. ripoff, at the end of the movie, E.T. gives the guy superpowers. And he has, he has like Asperger's or something, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, in the movie. He's got, yeah, he's got something. He's got issues. Yeah, he's got something. Anyway, he gets superpowers at the end of the movie. And then they have a sequel where his son is a superhero. And they have three sequels, actually, where his son's a superhero. I, I thought that first movie wasn't great, but they progressively get worse and if, worse. Yeah, if you if you want to know what real bad is, then you, you keep watching and you get to the third movie and you're like, what the hell is happening? There's this really annoying song that came to my attention because they were playing it at this party that I went to from Koi Milgaya. It's called Jadu because the, the alien's called Jadu. Yeah, and it reminded you of Jadeja. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it should have reminded me of, but it reminded me of, like, everything that's bad in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah, not great. If In terms of, in terms of this like... This is better than that. <laughs> yeah, in terms of rip-offs of E.T., this is a much better rip-off of E.T. Than yeah, that. yeah. But the only... I, I guess the only criticism of this movie is that it, it is a lot like E.T. from... Just the, I guess the relationship between Haley Steinfeld and Bumblebee is very much like E.T. But E.T.'s like a small alien and Bumblebee's like a big robot who can turn into a car. I guess that's that's where it's very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what can, but E.T. can do stuff. E.T. can make the end of his finger glow. <laughs> I'm but pretty that, sure that's his superpower. Doesn't he do stuff with that? Like, doesn't he like lift? Levitate he items. He turns on... He lights up rooms. <laughs> you know, if you're getting scared of the dark, then he can light up his finger and make sure you're not scared of the dark. That's why I say this is like... E.T.'s like for kids, and this is like for pre-teens. It's for older. So E.T. can light up dark rooms, and Bumblebee can drive you around. So, yeah. The biggest problems for young kids and slightly older kids getting driven around and being afraid of the dark. So it solves all your problems. That's That was the only negative I had. I actually really enjoyed the movie, more than I even expected it to, because I was always a bit apprehensive about another Transformers movie. Oh, I hate Transformers movies. <laughs> but this one was actually a good one. So for those who are... I think the, the box office kind of shows that people are a little bit scared to watch this movie. But for those listening, we... Well, anyway, I recommend it. I think you do too. I think it's just because Haley Steinfeld's just so much of a better character yeah, than that's true. Sheila Booth and, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. There just isn't any of the Michael Bay stuff in this movie. Yeah. Remember in that movie where, what's that guy, that dickhead? The guy from Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds? No, not him. The other guy. Deadpool 1? TJ Miller. Oh, T- yeah, TJ Miller. Remember TJ Miller <laughs> when he gets blown up? <laughs> He gets blown up like half, not even halfway through. Not it's halfway, like, like 15, 20 minutes in. And then he just never comes back. He ne- well, he's dead, so he never comes back. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have any of that. It doesn't have awkward shots of women or anything like that. No, it's it's very it's very good. 
the character work is really good. It's they feel like real people, unlike the cartoons in the the previous Transformers movies. John Cena is a bit of a cartoon. Yeah, and his character kind of goes back and forth. Goes back yeah, and forth. Bit, his character's a bit weird. He's probably the he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. He's 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 a bit of comic relief, and he's 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 still miles miles better than any of the other characters in any of the previous movies. Yeah, he's still yeah. better than Mark Wahlberg and Shield Wolf. Who's worse out of those two? Probably Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Not much. Not, not by much, but... Yeah. Not by much. Well, I've only... To be fair, I haven't even finished the one Mark Wahlberg movie, so he might be worse. I only watched half of it. I keep getting to the part where TJ Miller gets blown up and I'm like, fuck this. Like, in terms of overall... Because there are some movies with Mark Wahlberg that I like, whereas I can't think of a single movie with Shia LaBeouf that I like, so... I'm trying to think of a Sheila Booth movie that's good. Remember that show that he used to be on? Oh, yeah, Even Stevens. Even Stevens is good. Yeah, Even Stevens was good. That's before his Transformers days, though. Even Stevens is good. There's some movies that I think are okay. Like, he's not the main character, but have you seen, um, what's that movie called? The one with the tank, with the Brad Pitt. It's directed by the same guy who made uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. Yeah, anyway, the Tank movie with Sheila Booth and Brad Pitt, that's not bad. I didn't realise he was in that one. Yeah, he's one of the people in the Tank. Okay. <laughs> it's one word, and it's a short word. I can't remember what it is. Fury. Fury, that's it. Okay. It's Brigsby Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Fury. Yeah, that's not bad. He's, I think he's done some decent stuff, but nothing great. But Mark Wahlberg, there's stuff he does that I actually like. Instant Family. Instant Family. Haven't seen it, but yeah, haven't seen okay. it, but looks funny. A word of caution: while you're here, it is the uh, holiday season, so you're probably going to be watching movies. There's numerous number of movies out there. So there's Aquaman, this movie Bumblebee, there's Mary Poppins, there's Wreck It Ralph, and there's Holmes and Watson. So if you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes, don't watch that movie. <laughs> just it actually it... looked good from the trailer, but yeah. A little bit disappointing. Not just, just don't watch that movie. It doesn't matter what you're a fan of, just don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a fan of anything, you won't be a fan of this. (laughs) Yeah, just don't watch it. As as you heard, I do recommend Wreck-A-Ruff. I also recommend this movie. I also recommend Into Spider-Verse, which was our previous episode. And Aquaman. And Aquaman, but you'll hear more in-depth review of that in the next episode. But yeah, they're all, it's... Pretty good Christmas It's season. actually been pretty good summer. Yeah. Like, none of them are amazing, though. Summer as in our Australian summer. Yeah, yeah. I was saying none of them were amazing, except Into the Spider-Verse. But they're all good. I think they're all good. Yeah, I haven't seen Mary Poppins yet. I'm probably not going to watch Mary Poppins. I probably will watch it, because my wife wants to watch it. So I can give you a, a short, like, I can give you a we'll second another... act. I can give you a second act style review for that. <laughs> You sold me on that movie. I don't think you did a very good job on that review because I want to watch it now. <laughs> well, yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's probably better than Holmes and Watson though. So if you have no choice, if, if it's either Holmes and Watson or Second Act, watch Second Go Act. Go Second Act. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll quickly talk some spoilers. There's not much that I wanted to talk about in terms of spoilers, but there is an end credit scene, so it kind of links it to the other. Kind of. It's not really end credits either. It's just straight after the movie. It shows the title, and then it's a credit scene. So is it an end credit scene, or is it just another scene from the movie? Is it mid-credit scene? But it just shows the title and the director, and then it shows the scene. Maybe it's just part of the movie, then. Yeah. But it's just with Optimus Prime. Walking in the woods. Romantic walk with the bumblebee. And then there's some fireworks in the sky. And more Transformers are coming. More auto. No, it's fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, more Transformers are coming to Earth, by the looks of it. Even though they were already there when Merlin gave them his sword. Isn't there the other movie where there's, like, dinosaurs or something? That's The Last Night as well, isn't it? Or is that the first Mark Wahlberg one? It's one of the Mark Wahlberg ones. The less said about those movies. We, we've talked a lot about those movies in this in this. For review. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Talk more about those movies than this movie. <laughs> we talked a lot about other stuff than this movie. But yeah, we, we recommend it in terms of... Well, we haven't given our ratings, so my rating for this movie is, um, I guess... 
watch at some stage. I, I can't see, since it is the holiday season, there's a lot of movies out, so not everyone's going to have time to watch every single movie in the cinema. But if you, yeah, if you if you have a, if you can watch it at the cinema, watch it at the cinema. But if you if you can't, do watch it at some stage on Blu-ray or Netflix or whatever. That's my that's my rating. How about yours? You, you were going to change up your rating. Oh, you said you had one for this. I have one for this one. I did for the last. What did I give into the Spider Verse? You said um, S for spectacular. S for spectacular. Yeah. Okay. Well, I give this a B for better than every other Transformer movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be B for Bumblebee. No, that's too. It's too easy. I got. I got to make it harder. The, yeah. the B in Bumblebee is just a B, like the letter B. B for Bumblebee. Nah, not too. Still too easy. <laughs> still too easy. No. Okay. Yeah. So better than all. That's kind of. It, it it had to try pretty hard to be worse than the other Transformers movies. Well, there was there was a chance it could have been. There was a chance, but this since this one wasn't directed by Michael Bay, I think there was a higher chance that it wasn't going to be worse than the other ones. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we we do recommend that you watch this at some stage. But yeah, next next episode we've got Aquaman, which we watched on Christmas Day. You might have seen our Instagram live, and we gave a mini review of it. Jason Momoa. We'll give you a more detailed review of it in the next episode. Patrick Wilson. Yes, he's he's in it too. Just just Amber name Heard. characters from it now. <laughs> William Defoe. William Defoe. Nicole yep. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Amber Heard. I said Amber Heard. Oh, you said Amber Heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who, who who's that other guy? Digimon Huso. Is he in it? Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. I'll we'll talk about it in the Aquaman episode. It's hilarious who he is. Okay, now now I'm now I'm interested. Okay. I didn't realise he was in it. Don't look it up until the next episode. I'll tell you who he is. Okay. And you'll crack up. Is he the same character as in Shazam? No. Okay. <laughs> Alright. This okay, this is interesting. Anyway, that will be revealed in the next episode. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat too. Find out who Digimon Huso is. Yeah. We need to figure out how to actually pronounce that name. I butcher his name every time. Because we're going to be saying it a lot in the next year, too. Yeah, He's in two movies next year. So. He's he's the king of being in superhero movies for like three seconds and not being in them anymore. He is, yeah. But I think he's in it more in... in Captain next Marvel. Year's, probably we'll in see. Shazam, too. I think he'll be in it more. I don't think he'll be in Shazam that much. We'll see. He'll be his, the, the, uh, the routine three second. The routine three second and then I'm done. Okay, so if people want to contact us, how do they do that? Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com and then at Facebook and Twitter at Cognitive Recalibration and, sorry, Facebook and Instagram at Cognitive Recalibration and on Twitter at C Recalibration. And we're available on all, all pod, podcasting platforms now, so you can uh, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, any any uh podcasting platform of your choice and if you are a fan or if you do enjoy our content please do give us a subscribe even give us a review on um on itunes uh just a short 10 word review saying how good the uh the host is and how average the other co-host is you can pick which one each one you're talking about me aren't you (laughs) how dare you (laughs) I can um, still hear you. This isn't your Wreck-It Ralph review where I can't hear you. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I should have done this in the other review. Anyway, yeah, please do give us a uh, subscribe. I guess that's that's it. This has been an interesting episode because for half of it, I just talked to myself. Yeah. How was that? Did you feel stupid? You actually haven't done it yet, have you? <laughs> I you probably will feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll talk to myself in a dark room. Make sure it's dark. And I'll talk about Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yep. It's not creepy at all. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll um, we'll see you in the next episode. Aquaman. Aquaman, yeah. In the comments, in the comments, let us know who you think Digimon Huso is. Yeah, let us know. Send us a tweet. All right. Yeah. See you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.